Hello and welcome to Local Matters. We're talking about education matters today. And my special guest is Chris Pierce, the Attendance and Enrollment Management Supervisor at Putnam County Schools. Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. Well, we're delighted to have you here. Some of our listeners may not know you, so tell everybody a little bit about your background and how you got into this this role in Putnam County Schools. Uh, thank you. Uh, first off, I'd like to say uh, I appreciate the chance to get to come to speak today and, and to meet you guys and and be able to uh, inform people about attendance and how important that is in the school system. Um, I, I grew up in a little community uh, just north of Monterey called Lovejoy. Uh, I attended Monterey High School, uh, graduated, uh, lucky enough to graduate valedictorian from the school back in way back in 93. Seems like forever ago now to a lot of people, but uh, seemed like it was yesterday. Uh, was blessed enough to receive an academic scholarship to Tech uh, and graduated there with a degree in education. Wings up. Uh, returned back to uh, Monterey High School, taught there for uh, nearly a decade before I, I, I was blessed to go into the office there. Uh, back to Tech, though, I, I did wind up with uh, actually two additional degrees from Tech. Um, I do have a beautiful wife. Her name's Carla. She's also an educator. She's a first grade teacher at Rickman. Uh, and we're blessed to, to have two uh, lovely children. My oldest son is named Creed. He is a freshman at Tech. He's going into the business college. Good. And uh, my daughter, her name is Calla, and she's now a, fr- a freshman in high school. So we're, we're blessed with our children. Uh, my first job out of, out of college uh, was actually, uh, before I actually got hired at Monterey High School, was doing GED work in Overton County. And that was a very uh, eye-opening and, and a very blessful experience because you got to see the end result of students not finishing school and wanting to return back to complete something that, that they knew they needed to do. Then I was uh, hired at Monterey High School as a teacher. I uh, was a social studies teacher there. Then coach foot, helped coach football, helped coach baseball. Love those. Uh, I've, I've told everybody many times I, I really never had a bad day in the classroom at that building and appreciated my time there. Served in the office uh, from, I think it was 2008 to about two, 2017, about five years ago. And then I moved into this role that I'm currently in. And you were assistant principal at Monterey at one point, right? Yes, uh, for about eight years uh, up there. And we, we were there when uh, the old building was condemned. We, we move, helped to move everyone into that smaller Uffelman uh, mm-hmm. small school setting, which was actually a really good experience for everybody. I don't think anybody has a bad memory of that place because it would just brought you together. And then we were blessed to walk in a brand-new state-of-the-art building you know, back in 2016, and, and, and it was a great experience. Well, that's great. And tell us a little more about your current position, the role you, you have now at the at the school system level. Well, now, and I've been doing this since November of 2017, so I was hired right about this week uh, or so uh, by Mr. King uh, back in 2017. I am the attendance and enrollment management supervisor for the county schools. Um, I'm also the homeschool liaison. I'm the point of contact for the juvenile detention center here in town. Um, I'm the chair of the Discipline Hearing Authority, and like uh, all teachers' contracts, other duties as assigned. So anything that they can think of that I can help with, I'm glad to get to do that. Well, and and tell us a little more uh, about uh, your work with the courts and with the Juvenile Detention Center. Now, folks don't think about that as being part of the responsibilities of 
of one of our our um, Putnam County Schools managers. So with with being the attendance uh, supervisor, that's a common term for that would be the truancy officer. And with that becomes possible court citations if students are uh, unwilling or unable to attend school, you know, on a regular basis with uh, with no with no excuse. So I'm there typically every Monday, and I have certain cases that I deal with myself, and others that I just simply help with. I'm also there about every other Thursday, uh, just as a liaison for the county in case there's something with a student that uh, is a situation in court that we need to be aware of. How about that? How about that? Um, and let's talk just in general about your the part of your job that's the enrollment management side. Uh, Putnam County Schools are growing, aren't they? We have been growing. In the last five years, we've probably seen some unprecedented growth, coupled with that year that we were in COVID that had a tremendous dip uh, for us. We've bounced back from that COVID uh, 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 session, and we were growing. Uh, This year, it does seem to be a little bit of an anomaly. We don't know if it's going to be a long-term trend yet, but our attendance uh, growth has actually slowed. The rate has slowed down quite quite a bit. We typically grow in a year between 1.5% to 2% annually. And, of course, that static number gets bigger every year because our enrollment's bigger, so 1.5% gets bigger every year. But... Uh, this year, so far, we have not even grown a percent yet uh, since school started. So we're, we're kind of curious to see if if that's going to maintain or if some of these subdivisions that are being built around town or they're going to bring in new families right. with children. And I'll bet they do. Um, and I bet part of that still is a COVID after effect that people just aren't moving yet at the rate that they were before COVID, but it'll be interesting to see. I, and, I know you're... And we'll try to help them as best we can. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's important. But yeah, our county is uh, certainly building new subdivisions and new uh, uh, housing complexes to, uh, to, to attract people to come here. Well, let's talk a little bit about attendance and, and uh, its effect on a student's uh, career in school. It's, sure. it, attendance is really important for that student's development uh, in a lot of ways, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. And I think everybody kind of understands as you progress through school, classes build on each other. Uh, learning builds upon learning. Skill, Academic skills in math class in eighth grade builds to get you ready for ninth grade math ninth grade math, so on, so forth up. So so attendance is a key portion of that. Uh, anytime a student is, is absent um, for whatever reason, sometimes it's unavoidable, but that's simply just a missed opportunity for us to be able to help that student. And they ha- they've lost that opportunity to gain that knowledge for that little small building step that they could use for the next day. And I, I always used an analogy of uh, a sports team. Uh, I played tennis in college, but uh, you could use football or whatever, but if, if all of a sudden you're the you're the starting quarterback and you miss three days out of five days practice, uh, that coach is thinking you've missed some of the the plans for this upcoming game, and you're not ready to pass that test that comes on when the lights come on on Friday night. That's right. So you uh, same thing is true for mathematics. If if you're not in there practicing every day, you're going to lose those those skills a lot. 
on the other side of the coin, I I always was amazed at students that would uh, end up at Tech and they would have had a perfect attendance year or maybe their entire high school career. Does that happen very often that students get a year of perfect attendance? It, it still happens. It may, may not be as common as it once was. Uh, but it does still happen. We still try to incentivize, especially high school students, with with better attendance, if not perfect attendance, uh, with our uh, final exam, fi- uh, the final test, the the semester test exemption options. Where if if they're they're less, if they've missed less than like three days, two days, one days, then they can be exempt from that exam depending on their grade. Oh, that's a real incentive. If I can get out of finals, it um, and it's another couple of days that they may uh, be able. Yay, verily, yeah, I I like that. So uh, that's that's good. Um, I um, I was always jealous of one of my friends going through, and he he uh, had almost perfect attendance, but I've forgotten what he did. But he missed like four days in a row for an illness or it may have been a family emergency. I don't know. But anyway, he had to take exams and I didn't. It's very rare. And, uh, I know when you, when you're at a graduation, the, the, the people at the schools will actually direct everyone's attention. If there is some student in that graduating class with perfect attendance, because it is such a feat uh, with everything that's going around. And it just seems like we're in a busier time than we were in years past and there's so much going on and, and our hats are in different places and and kids can get sick and and it spreads to other family members and so it's it's a little i don't think it's as common now but it's something that sure we sure do want to uh, reward and acknowledge when that happens at a graduation uh, we certainly do and i know you've been through a couple of uh, really challenging years with the pandemic i assume covid just sort of Messed up all the attendance stuff, didn't it? You had a different system in place. It did, and we we were trying to. Well, everybody was trying to rewrite the book as as your as your. It's like flying the plane before the plane's built, <laughs> and I think everyone kind of felt that way a little bit to try to figure out how to how to how to navigate that pandemic. Um, and some students had success on on the remote piece. Some students did not. It was so hard to keep in touch with all families during that time uh, to maintain what we've built up to that point in that year. And then we have worked continuously since then to try to regain what time frame we've lost in the classroom since. I know folks have talked about learning loss during that time, and and that's a good example of what happens when you lose attendance. But uh, there was learning loss during during the pandemic, uh, just in some students more than others, and I guess some systems more than others, but uh, has the state been able to get their arms around just how much learning loss happened? I think it's it's hard to quantify that amount. Uh, All we can assume is that we acknowledge that there was learning loss, and and it's our our job to try to catch back up to where that student and any student could have been at this possible time. And it's probably quite different student by student, so... Uh, we just know it's there, and and I know y'all are doing your best to get them back on a on a level playing field. And I just want to say we appreciate all the teachers who uh, put in countless hours trying to make sure that that learning loss is taken care of, and and they take care of their children every day in their classroom. They were heroes all during the pandemic, and now they're heroes in the rebuilding process. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. That's, that's great. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardy's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking about attendance today with Chris Pierce, the attendance and enrollment management supervisor at Putnam County Schools. And Chris, uh, we were talking a little bit before the break about um, uh, about how important attendance is, but I'm sure you've got scorecards and and uh, check sheets and things, and you use some terms that uh, other folks might not think of, uh, like truancy. Talk to us a little bit about the kind of things you keep up with. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, in my day-to-day uh, business, I, I meet a lot of families, and we, we conduct quite a few attendance meetings with that for students who, for wh- one reason or the other, are not at school very regularly. And I try to re- re- organize these meetings and begin them in a, in a fashion where we're all on the same page. And I use a, a little cheat sheet for all these families uh, just to kind of set the table for how this meeting flows. And we're trying, we're here to help. But some people are not always up to speed with when we say, do you understand what truancy is? Or have you ever heard of chronic absenteeism or related terms such as that? So just kind of take a second, if I can, just to go over yeah, a couple of those things. Yeah, that'd be things. important. Um, basically, uh, school is divided into a 180-day school calendar. Uh, there's 180 days of scheduled instruction per school year. Parents are legally responsible to send students to school each day. So when we run into some issues with that, uh, when they're small, parents are the, are the controllers of that. They can either get them on the bus or they get them to school privately. As the students get older, the courts can look at that a little differently, possibly. Sometimes the, the student is bigger than mom. Yeah. And so you have to look at that and, and, and kind of gauge uh, what the situation is as you go. But parents are legally responsible to send students to school each day. Uh, here in Putnam County, parents are allowed to use five days worth of parent notes per semester to try to excuse an absence where a doctor's note may not be involved. It may There may be something minor that happened or a, a low-grade fever or a minor illness, sniffles, something that probably didn't need to go to school that day but may not be serious enough to go to the doctor yeah. to spend that copay money or, or, or whatever that, that case may be. So we do allow parents five days' worth of parent notes per semester to take care of those things. We kind of refer to those as little insurance policies, uh, and, and we, we promote the use of those. It's a term that's, that's newer 
uh, I would say within the last five to six years that a lot of uh, families are not familiar with is the term chronic absenteeism. And we are actually, it's one of our metrics for the school and for the district is, is a chronic absentee measure. But it's simply a term that's used to define students who have missed 10% or more of the school days we've already used. So I think today was day number, I'm thinking it was day 64. So if a student has missed 10% of that, which is just six days, seven days, if they've simply missed and we're now over three months into school, if they've missed six or seven days, then they're technically under this chronic absentee umbrella. That basically means to the family that the schools may be calling them more to check up on them, just some more phone calls. Uh, They could be called in to uh, address uh, situations with in-school meetings, even home visits by the schools, just to make sure that that the student and the family is okay and if they need any further assistance from the school. So it's just a little measure that that we get uh, uh, looked at by the state. Uh, and it's a, it's a good measure for the schools to take uh, you know responsibility for their students and say, hey, we care about you. We want you in our building. What can we do to help you be here? Yeah. And so that that's where that the background for that term comes from. It does include excused and unexcused days. So even doctor's notes count against the school, the student, and the county on chronic absenteeism on that term. It's just a static number. And it basically, like I referred to a minute ago, refers to simply missed instruction. They've missed instruction that day. And this is a state measure. It is a state measure, and it's, it's a nationwide and measure. And a federal measure, yeah. And so it's, it's something that uh, we as a, as a nation have seen uh, a lot of districts across the country. Uh, you'll have a school who has a possibly a 95 or 96 percent attendance rate. But you may have pockets of students in that group that's left out that have not been to school as regularly as they should have. So this is a measure to address those small subgroups and try to make sure they're taken care of adequately as well. Of course, you know, whenever we, we talk about attendance, everybody kind of understands where we come from when we say truancy. Some students really understand the definition, but typically they just say it's just not coming to school. Um, truancy is the legal term used for an accumulation of unexcused absences. And the process starts, there's a legal process for that, and it actually begins when a, student's mit, when a student misses at a minimum of five unexcused days. It's just without any type of excuse. That can lead, possibly, to court proceedings as charges are filed on the parent or student, and it could be up to jail or detention for the parent uh, and up to uh, state's custody for the students if it's an extreme case. Wow. Yeah. And does that happen in the state every year? It does. Um, and and I don't know. Sometimes I think the judge has a really hard time deciding whether that's warranted or not. Right. And that's a hard spot to be in. I, yeah. I, I really feel for, for any judge who has to make that call. Sometimes it's it's just simply about this student. We're trying to make sure this student has the, the brightest future we can affect for this student. And maybe where he's at at the current time may not be conducive to learning. And so we need to make sure we find a place for him to learn and and to succeed. That's got to be got to be a tough call and a tough environment to um, a tough environment to be in. Well, you're the expert on this. What what are some of the major factors that you've found that that lead to this chronic absenteeism? With chronic absenteeism, there's three or four main things that that we kind of find. There could be up to twenty. But typically, you're going to have just a handful that they all could fall into. One would be medical issues. And since, since we're talking this early in the year, and six or seven days would get you on this quote-unquote list, 
any type of sickness, the flu, just a round of, of just a bad head cold, anything that would keep that student out for any, any, any length of time could add up. There could be chronic issues that students have. You know, unfortunately, we have students who have, you know, life-threatening illnesses, and the school and the district, we totally understand their situation, but they have to miss school, and, and that's okay. They have to miss school to take care of those treatments or whatever the case may be. We yeah. understand those things. But there's acute, there, there are acute issues and chronic issues medically that typically, one of the main reasons why students are chronically absent. Uh, also, we run into different situations where transportation is a problem from the family. Uh, they may not live in the correct, the correct zone to, to receive bus services. Uh, and so, you know, we try to remedy that the best we can. Uh, we might have to actually transfer schools, uh, their, their enrollment in schools, right. to make sure they can get on a bus if possible. Uh, sometimes that's not needed. A lot of times they, they've just, the car's broken down. It's just a short-term deal, but they've missed two or three days. And here, again, it just, as of now, it just takes six or seven days at this it point. It builds up. It just yep. builds up quickly. We, unfortunately, uh, are experiencing some of the same things that a lot of our, our national brotherhood schools are, are experiencing with uh, housing situations and some unfortunate housing situations with students. And that may be preventing them from attending regularly as well. We typically uh, will throw everything we have uh, to try to make sure a student is taken care of if, if we know uh, that they're in a, in a tough situation with their, with their home. We have a lot of kids who may have to take care of a little brother or a sick aunt or grandma, or there's nobody else to take care of because mom and dad have to go to work, right. and that's the kid that is responsible to, to take care of a, of a sick relative. We run into a lot of those situations uh, where where we run into um, they're having to take care of somebody else. It's um, it's amazing how many challenges these kids face. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk about some of those challenges and and maybe talk a little more about how we can engage parents in helping you make the situation better for kids. We'll be right back. This is local matters. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Chris Pierce, and we're talking about absenteeism, chronic absenteeism, truancy, uh, but even more, we're talking about enrollment management in in Putnam County Schools. Chris, we've we've talked about a lot of the factors that that sort of lead to this absenteeism. What what's the county school system doing to help? It, it's obviously a big challenge for some families bigger than others. What can the schools do to help? Well, fortunately, uh, Putnam County is blessed with, you know, a good amount of resources to be able to help families with this, uh, more so than some of our neighbors. Uh, but some of the types of interventions that uh, the schools will offer, um, which are available to help eliminate these barriers to student attendance that we've talked about. Uh, we have things, and a lot of our other brother, you know, county brothers will have these things too. However, some of the things that will help alleviate some chronic absenteeism issues or, or absences in general, we have a great transportation service. Uh, Mr. Ron Chaffin does a great job coordinating bus transportations. If we have a student in a special situation, they bend over backwards trying to help uh, with that as best we can. Um, we have access to counseling. Uh, we have access to nurses at each school, counselors at each school, uh, you know, guides, counselors, and such. Uh, we have services to help if we encounter students with um, less than ideal home home situations. Uh, of course, we have a, a great food service department 
that they, they, they do their best to, to make sure kids are fed properly and fed well. Uh, appreciate those those ladies and guys who, who work with that. Have a great technology department uh, to try to eliminate that barrier. Sometimes a student will not have access to Chromebooks or laptops, or we've had to at times give out hotspots to families to make sure they can connect and get services uh, at, at home if, if we had to do any type of a remote situation. Our technology department is, is great to work with everyone that way. Uh, we have a great viable curriculum that we offer to every student to help them grow. We just want to help students be there to take a part in the school life, be a part in that curriculum, and to make the best out of their lives. Well, it's uh, it's really important uh, work. There's another group that can help a lot, too, and that's parents. Talk a little bit about what parents can do to combat absenteeism, but how can they help? with uh, making sure their kids get to school? I think the, the biggest thing is just, is like you say, is, you know, be a parent. Uh, make sure they stay engaged with the school. Uh, if, if they uh, are engaged with the school, then they understand the expectations of the school, the importance of, of the day-to-day business of the school, which is to help kids grow and learn. And all of our parents can help with that. But stay engaged with the school. If they can at all, we ask for them to obtain, download our PowerSchool app, uh, find the login information uh, in order to keep up with their child's uh, grades. They can check their grades live on a grade book. They can see what the teachers are putting in at that moment. If they've entered a grade, they can catch up with their average absences, or excuse me, their averages. And also, they're able to keep up with their, their student's attendance, which is live. If they're watching the app and the student has to uh, happens to not be in a certain class, they'll see they'll see that reflected when the teacher puts in that that code on on their laptop. So, if they can just help us by being engaged, being with us, kind of be there when we need them, uh, when we make a phone call, be be willing to come in to be a part of the solution with that. If it's if it's possible, and sometimes it's not, try to work around like routine doctors and dental and dental visits. Maybe uh, try to do those after school hours or on breaks or things like that. If it's feasible, we understand how doctor's appointments sometimes can be. But at least if we can just get them to try that, just to help increase attendance for a student who may be struggling, because any any time out of a classroom just simply represents a missed opportunity for us to help that student grow. Well, it's it's important, and uh, whether a student is a straight A student or or a challenged student. Attendance is important, and parental engagement's important with uh, uh, with the school. I, I'm not sure when I was a student that I wanted my mom and dad to know every grade I was making in every class. I know. Uh, my mother was a teacher in the same school, and so uh, she usually knew before I did. We run into several situations where the parents aren't, aren't aware of this feature that we have with, with our you know online grade books. And they're just appreciative that they can have the ability to help us help their student. Parents want the, what's best for their students anyway. So this is just another way to help make sure that we're all on the same page. I do want to say uh, uh, again uh, that we have a uh, – just kind of back up when I did forget something. Uh, I do want to send a shout-out to our uh, the guys over at our student services department. Oh, yeah. Uh, when we have a, a situation where we see a dire need uh, for help uh, for a student – uh, uh, Dr. Trey Upchurch and, and the staff over there, they do a tremendous job of trying to coordinate whatever that family needs to help that student succeed and, and be successful. And I apologize, Trey, for missing that. He one. knew we were thinking about him. Yeah, he's a good and, one. And uh, the, the whole group, we were, I was talking to Cindy Putnam's recently. And Fabulous I, lady. Even, uh, 
Even things like mattresses are Any, available. Anything wow. we can do, we, we, will, we will sure reach out. And, and if, if we don't have it, we generally have a contact to try to find somebody who can provide that service. Boy, that's great. It's important, and getting the arm around the problem is sometimes pretty challenging. And sometimes the solution is to put an arm around it. Uh, amen. Amen. Well, you talked a minute ago about sports a little bit and about students and parents being engaged. Students that are engaged in extracurricular things at school, they tend to identify with the school a little more, and it probably affects their absence rate, doesn't it? It it does. Like anything else, when there's a vested interest in something, when there's a common bond or common team or common notion and a competitive spirit that's involved, then you you really see things blossom. Uh, so like I said, when, when parents and students have a vested interest like sports, clubs, whatever we're talking about, that student becomes less likely to be absent because they want to be there and be a part of that that team or that club or that activity that they're doing. And that is a great way, especially as students get older, uh, to help maintain a good attendance record. Uh, for some of these students, so there's a lot of instances that just in experience, it may be that football or baseball or basketball may have been the one factor that kept that kid in school every day. And in some cases, it may be the one factor that helps them get into college somewhere and, yes, and gets at least a, an open door for uh, some kind of continuing education after some post-secondary continuing education. Well, and and I know uh, A and and other agencies look at absenteeism. So uh, there was a, a good phrase, and I, I it, it escapes me as to actually where it came from. I'm thinking it was a, as a coach from Trousdale County one time we were talking, and there are three aisles, I-L-E-S, aisles, to, to sports and, and students. You have to be, number one, you have to be mobile. Generally speaking, you have to be hostile in a, in a decent way between the whistle. <laughs> be competitive. That's kind be of just what that means. It doesn't be yep. mean, but be competitive. Yep. But above all else, in order to play, you had to be eligible. <laughs> and so you had to maintain grades and attendance to, to be able to play that sport, to have the privilege to play yes. that sport, which is not a right. And, and, and so those things work together with attendance, with grades, uh, to help help that student and that family ha- and at school have a better experience. Well, and I know in uh, in the NCAA where I spent time with with intercollegiate sports every year, every week, they they track APRs, uh, the progress rates the students make, and then uh, GSRs, the graduation right, success right. rates. We would always tell our students, you know, you can you can be the most talented player on the field, but if your APR isn't there, you aren't going to play. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, it's important that they understand that in in uh, in middle school and in high school also, that uh, absenteeism makes a difference. It makes a difference. You've got to be there to be able to learn, be able to play, to be able to, to take advantage of everything schools have. You just simply have to be there. Well, I, I want to take you back to your former life in Monterey. For We've got just a couple of minutes, but... But tell me about Monterey High School, and I know you served as athletic director there too, so talk about the teams that they field, and you said that was just a great experience for you. Well, it's, it's, it's virtually home to me. I, I grew up in the area, went to school, uh, graduated from Monterey High School, and it was, it was fortunate enough to be able to teach there. Anytime I get to go back, it's always a blessing and enjoy uh, that time to go. I've got a lot of good friends, a lot of uh, good memories uh, in all that time. 
that I was there. And it's not over yet. So uh, there's a lot, a lot more good things to come. Um, but uh, I, I was blessed enough to be uh, assistant principal and athletic director there from, I think it was 2008 to about uh, 2017. And, and we had a great time, and, and those guys up there are still having a good time. Uh, the basketball teams look good. Volleyball had a good run this year. Uh, baseball and softball are usually perennial powerhouses in the district and region. So uh, the sports teams in Monterey, are, they're, they're, they've always been good. They're, I think they're just a little more well-known now than what they might have been in the past. It's good every now and then to have one of those really big seasons that people talk about you some. Sure do. And and, and all across our county, uh, young men and young women play sports, don't they? There's a lot of young women that are active in different sports. And, and it's one of those uh, good situations where we can include multiple sports for uh, ladies to take advantage of. The cheer, the cheer section starts in the summertime. Uh, they start along with the football players, basically, same middle of summer. Uh, they get rolling. The golf teams uh, start in the summer times. That's that's a co-ed sport. Uh, volleyball has has really come on uh, in the region. Monterey's doing very well uh, the last few years in 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 volleyball for the women's side. Uh, girls basketball in in Monterey has has grown leaps and bounds the last decade, uh, and, and and in the past years, it's always been a good program. Uh, and softball, if, if anybody knows Monterey 20 years ago, that was that was a softball school. You're right. Uh, you know, and I think Judy Flat would have something to say about that if anybody would know Judy Flat then. It was Judy Delk now. But uh, uh, Coach Delk would have a big say-so in that as they were going to the state tournament yearly. It's, uh, it's great to see so many young folks involved in that, in the dance team, in the drama team, in, in the chess team, whatever it is that they're excited about. It's great to see them involved. And, Chris, it's, it, I want to thank you for the important work you're doing, and uh, I really appreciate you taking time to, to be with us on the radio today. I appreciate the invitation. Just know that anybody in the school system, the main thing we're there for is to help children, and whether that's to attend, to learn, uh, to have fun, what, whatever that is, we're there to help children. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you.